Welcome to Your Story Matters, the show where we share inspiring stories from all around the world. After you've listened to this one, why don't you tell us yours? Share your story at yourstorymatters.net. But first, here's your host, speaker and writer, Angela Schaefers. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Jennifer Windrum. She is the founder of SMAC, which stands for Sock Monkeys Against Cancer. Jennifer's going to share about her organization and talk about the story behind it and encourage and inspire every entrepreneur out there to follow their passion and their dreams to not only make money and be successful, but to do good in the world. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I always appreciate the opportunity to chat about this, this these topics. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You, as you know, I'm a cancer survivor myself, so cancer is close to my heart. And right. anyone who's trying to help make a difference, not only for cancer patients, but for family members, is really important to me and something that we need to share with many people so that they can help get involved and help support SMAC. But before we talk about the organization, I would love for you to share with the listeners just a little bit about your history and background and where you got started with some of your thought processes far as thinking that you would ever be an entrepreneur or wanting to ever set out on your own and do your own thing? Oh, my goodness. I could talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try to give you the Cliff Notes version of this. Okay. Um, I started out as a reporter for our local CBS affiliate here in Omaha, Nebraska, which was a great experience, but I, I wanted to do something different after that, after about two years of that. So I went to what they call the dark side and went to PR. And <laughs> so I practiced PR for a lot of years, mainly in the agency world. And so PR strategy, social media strategy. I was also the communications director for our local mayor at one time. So really I have my background. Is, it's kind of interesting because it's, the way I look at it, it's kind of coming full circle in terms of what I'm doing now, and I had no idea that that would be the case, you mm-hmm. know, many years ago with mm-hmm. with the journalism, public relations, now social media, and then politics. And when you're talking about cancer and certainly wanting to get your messages out there and the campaigns that I've been running and, and um, you know, before launching SMAC, it, it's, like I said, it's interesting because, like, like I said, I feel like everything and everything that I've been doing is coming full circle and I'm using all of those all of all of those you know skills I guess you could say to help push my message out there and I guess what I could say is I I got into the cancer world through my mother in 2006 she was diagnosed with lung cancer and when she mm-hmm. told me she had lung cancer I was like what the heck are you talking about you know you've never smoked mm-hmm. which is what people automatically always always think so right. again as a PR person as a, a former journalist I, I got to looking into lung cancer and found out that you know really anyone like my mom can get lung cancer mm-hmm. and just real quickly I'll throw out one statistic that most people don't know and that is that 80% of people who are diagnosed with lung cancer today have either never smoked or they quit decades ago. Mm-hmm. And so my mom and I actually set out on a mission to help increase awareness for this because 
lung cancer is the number one cancer killer and the least funded, which is, of course, due to the stigma that people have brought up upon themselves, you know, basically that, hey, if you smoke, well, hey, you got lung cancer. That's not the case at all. I mean, lung cancer is much more complicated than mm-hmm. that, but that's, you know, that's what we've been brought up to to understand. Right, right. So we, we yeah, we chronicled her, her journey through a campaign called WTF, and it's a double entendre there, it's <laughs> WTF, where's the funding for lung cancer? So, you know, we we chronicled the good, the bad, the ugly through social media, and she passed, let's see, it would have been a year ago in December. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was a long, long, long fight. Right. And, you know, it, it it was her mission just as much as mine to help educate people on lung cancer, what it is, and to try to help increase awareness for it and research as well, mm-hmm. which gets me to your other question on, did I think that I would be an entrepreneur? My answer to that is no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea that, that that would be the case. And what happened is that my mom lived in Phoenix and I live here in Omaha, Nebraska. And, you know, so obviously I wasn't able to be there with her many times when she was getting her treatments, um, et cetera, going to doctor's appointments. And I hated that. I, I hated not being able to be with her or uh, just know that I have her know that I was with her and thinking of her. And so try to make another long story very short. My mom wound up in, she was on her way actually back to Nebraska and wound up in a Denver hospital for a week due to some blood clots. And so I flew out there, but before I did that, I was like, gosh, I, I remember distinctly, I was drying my hair in my bathroom, and I was like, gosh, I really wanted to take something or give my mom something, that something tangible that she can have, mm-hmm. that, you know, she can take with her, you know, wherever she's going, and know that it's that it's me and that I'm with her. And so I happened to be looking out into my bedroom as I was drying my hair, and I had two little sock monkeys that my daughters had given to me for Mother's Day, and love them, think they're cute, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to give my mom these sock monkeys, and because they held special meaning to me, obviously, Mm -hmm. from my daughters, and gave them to her, and so getting the WTF community involved in that, I'm like, oh, chronicling, you know, our journey to the monkeys, and I journey to to Denver, what my mom should name them, you know, all this kind of fun stuff. And so when I got there and I gave them to her, she just loved them. And she just held them up to her cheeks and just gave them a big hug. And Mm -hmm. it was just an incredible moment. And it was just the support, too, also from all of my friends and all of her friends, a lot of friends, I should say, on social media, while she was in Denver, a lot of people changed their um, profile pictures to sock monkeys. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of this this neat little movement that just kind of sprouted up, you know, on its own. And it just popped into my head. My, I just was thinking from there. I thought, well, gosh, maybe we can kind of make a flat Stanley project out of these two little smack monkeys. And then I'm like, no, dang it, everybody with cancer, I don't care what kind it is, 
needs their own sock monkey. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it popped into my head on the airplane and I just got my notebook out and started writing some notes and just trying to come up with some names. And at that point I was going to see how I could maybe change the original red heeled sock monkeys and, you know, put my logo on it. After a bunch of research and all that kind of fun stuff, I decided to just, no, I'm going to create a completely different monkey mm-hmm. and create one for each major type of cancer and go from there. My, that's just kind of how my brain works. It just, right, right. It just goes all over the place. That's, I think uh, that's kind of a, a standard for entrepreneurs. It's like you have all these thoughts and then you have to gather them together and figure out what's really going to work, you know, what's really going right. to be purposeful. But before we talk more about SMAC, Sock Monkeys Against Cancer, let's talk sure. a little bit more about the fact that in essence, your story was preparing you for all of this. And I think that's awesome because that's part of the whole idea behind Your Story Matters is that our story gives us such nuggets of wisdom when we take the time to learn from it. And I love how it all came together for you as far as knowing that you have these skills already, qualities, you know, all these things going for you that allowed you to be in that perfect place, if you will, of, hey, I've got this idea. What can I do with this? How, where do I go from right. here? Do you have anything that you could share with the listeners who might be in that place where they're feeling like, I have a great idea, or they're really passionate about something, but they just don't think they could ever make it happen? What What are some tips or thoughts you have about that? Because, you know, there's so many people out there. I think we all could be entrepreneurs myself. But there's sure. so many people out there who have great ideas and great insight, but they never do anything because they're just locked up in that fear of, I'm going to fail. Absolutely. My, my number one piece of advice for that would be find some help. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. I mean, there's no way that I... I didn't know the first thing about manufacturing monkeys or even I don't sew. I mean, I had to come up with a prototype. So, I mean, I I learned a lot. But the thing is, is that you have to be comfortable enough in yourself to ask for help Mm -hmm. and ask for insights from people. And you just, you know, for me, that I'm not uncomfortable doing that because of my background. I mean, being a reporter, you can't, you can't really, you know, not, you can't be shy. I mean, right. that's just kind of my background. But for others, it's it's not as easy. But I would just say that, you know what, don't feel badly about not knowing something. Find what you're passionate about, yes, and move from there and find some people who can help you connect to others, who can help you in the areas where you're not strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that is my greatest piece of advice. Don't abandon your idea just because you don't think you can do it all because... Nobody can. I mean, I don't do numbers either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm more the creative, creative side, not the not the numbers. And so, you know, coming up with a business plan that was hard, and it just so turned out that a friend that I reached out to, he was teaching a class, a master's level class on um, business consulting, and they wound up using Smack as their project because because they had to. Um, use a, a, um, a startup or a, a business or a company 
and um, help guide them through a consulting issue. So that awesome. just kind of worked out perfectly. You know right. what I mean? Yes. You just don't know. And so you just have to network and reach out and not be shy or scared to do so because, and, all, and like you said, I mean, most entrepreneurs, they think quickly and they have ideas. And so I think most of them probably aren't afraid to reach out for the most part. And I just, you know, just, you, you can't give up. You're going to get tired. I'm exhausted mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. now. But you know, it's, it's when you're doing what you love and not many people can actually say that. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, I'm blessed to be able to be doing what brings me happiness. Now, yeah, it was cancer and my, I lost my mom, which was horrendous. But if there's anything good to come out of it, then I, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. So that makes sense. And I love that too, that, you know, there's a lot of us who take our stories that are painful and tragic and we turn it around into something good. And I think that's critical for us to share, to encourage, to inspire others. But what I really love about what you're doing is that it's just the gift that keeps on giving because anytime you can bring comfort to someone that's in that place. They're just suffering and and there's not really anything you can say. And usually there's not a lot of ways you can physically comfort them, but to bring them an emotional connection to you, a friend, you know, a stuffed animal. And think about it. All of us, most of us, I wouldn't say all of us, have grown up like that. You know, that's when we were kids, we had a teddy bear or a dolly or whatever. And that was our comfort. That was our security. So to acknowledge that adults and children, because I know you give the monkeys to children too, could be comforted by this sort of stuffed animal that kind of stands for their situation is really powerful. And I love, love, love that. And I want to go back a little bit to the being an entrepreneur. I think that some of it that you've shared throughout what you've said so far is just being aware. You were aware of first and foremost that feeling that you had, I want to give my mom something. And then that just kind of led to more awareness about this whole thing. And that's awesome. And I think when we teach ourselves to really be aware of what's happening, whether it's in our personal or professional world, we can open the doors to so much. Absolutely. I mean, I completely agree with you. I I think that you know, with the situation with my mom and, and the social media community that, that followed her, at that point, you know, I had realized that by sharing my mom's story, it was helping others. So right. I had discovered that. But let's say that somebody else has a situation or an idea or something like that. You know, take take whatever idea or situation you have and see if and how it may impact others you know, with the experience that you're having with it, or if you can turn the experience into something where it can be impactful for others, you know, look at it from a more broad perspective Mm -hmm. and, and ask that question, because I think, yeah, there might be a lot of opportunities missed from people, you know, not, not thinking in that, in that direction, just kind of widening the scope, if you will. And uh, and just going with it. And I'm not saying just jump off and do everything. Right. <laughs> everything right. that comes to mind. I mean, obviously, you have to prioritize 
your ideas, but I'm not a serial entrepreneur or anything like that. I just kind of happened into this, and so I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Now, not everyone's like that, but for those who for those who may find themselves in a similar situation, you know, just take a minute and think about it. You know, could this impact others mm-hmm. in, a, in a positive way, whatever it may be, and, and, and go from there? Right. I think that's important, and I think really, and you and I talked about this just a little bit before the show, heart-centered business is where it's at. And not only are we, by putting ourselves and creating heart-centered businesses, creating a better world for others, we're really showing the younger generation how powerful it can be when you not only find your passion, but you're doing something that's not just about making money and about marketing and PR and social media, but it's about affecting lives in a positive way. Right. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that you can do that. And I think especially with social media, people are understanding that more and more now. Um, I mean, I social media strategy is, again, I, something I do every day. Mm-hmm. But I'm still just amazed at how it has changed our lives and has changed so many things in good and bad ways. But right. But I wouldn't even have smack. I mean, you want to talk about community and you want to talk about the power of, for me, social media, for the most part, was I launched a crowdfunding campaign Mm -hmm. for SMAT to even bring this this company to life. And so I had to raise $35,000 in order for that to happen. And so it, it, it did happen. And, you know, the thing is, is that it's mainly social media related for the most part, you know, but I also tried to do my best to reach out to other people who aren't connected that way. But it's, I couldn't have done it without the power of social media and community there. Right. And because, because of that, I now have my company Mm -hmm. and it's just incredible. I mean, we couldn't have done something like this, you know, a lot, gosh, just a couple of years ago. Um, just, it's just, with the economy the way it is and with the endless tools that we have out there, I mean, really, I think now is the time to be an entrepreneur. I mm-hmm. really do. I agree. Yeah. And so it's just, like I said, there are just so many tools and so many different ways that we can help make ourselves be more successful. I just think it's the prime opportunity, really. I agree. Totally. I want to talk a little bit about the story behind the story, your grief and the pain and all that going through watching your mom die from the cancer. And I'm sure the shock of, as you said, she never smoked. That's what we usually think, you know, why would she get lung cancer, that type of thing. How did doing all this help you get through your grief and deal with the fact that you couldn't change that she's gone, that you couldn't stop that process? You know, it was critical for for my health and for my understanding and for processing because for me, writing is the way that I am able to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, writing for me, like whether it's blog posts or, or, you know, through our Facebook communities, doing videos, these are the ways that I was able to 
cope with my mom's illness and every up and down that she had was mm-hmm. by, you know, she, you know, talking with her and also, it's hard to explain, but I just, I was able to do it in real time and I was able to stay up to date on her, her condition with, with everything and, mm-hmm but also able to help with questions that she may have had. So when you're when you're chronicling something like that in real time, I mean, you have nothing but to, to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a very, very amazing outlet. And mm-hmm. not only an outlet, but also an incredibly amazing support system within Facebook community that, that we have and still have. And so I, I think that that's really how I was able to cope. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's interesting because I would write all the time, and I'm not writing on my WTF blog as much anymore because I'm I'm kind of in my own personal, you know, grief and going through those different stages. But I'm actually at a point too where, you know, it. I'm working on Smack as a one-man band, and so I'm able to focus on the positives of what she brought. So it, the timing and everything, I just, I call everything, it's just sweet serendipity in my mind. Mm, I um, like that. Yeah, because it's not that I've shut out my feelings or anything like that, because I haven't, and mm-hmm. I've dealt with them straight on as they've happened and now it's it's really interesting because I'm working on these monkeys and you can't not smile at the monkeys but then when you, mm-hmm. you give them to someone or you you get responses from people who have gotten them I mean it just absolutely melts my heart and I I see my mom in the faces of each monkey and and every recipient it just I just kind of feel like she's kind of orchestrating everything from above. And mm. it just, it just, it could not be more gratifying. That's um, awesome. You know, and I, I'm like, thank you, God, for right. having this outlet because it, it's a different kind of outlet, but it, it helps me to understand and remember not the final days, not the final weeks, mm-hmm. but, you know, the good things. Right. So, like I said, I just think that the timing and everything that has happened has its purpose and, and it's intense. And so I guess that's kind of a long way of saying that by being able to chronicle everything was very helpful for for me. It might not be for a lot of people, but for me, it that's that's really what saved me. Right. I love that. And I love that you shared that because I think that being able to get our feelings out in some way or another is critical, especially when we're dealing with grief and a tragic situation that we can't change and we're watching it evolve into something that is very painful. And, of course, people don't have to go public. You don't have to do this via social media, but it is a great place to find support groups. Even your own personal Facebook page is a great place to share with the people who love you and care about you. So I'm glad that you talked about that. I think that that in itself, too, is even part of being a great entrepreneur, is being able to have different outlets. Like you said, whether it's writing or making a video or whatever it is, joining discussion groups, something 
that helps keep that creative energy flowing instead of getting stuck in whether it's grief or something else. So talk right, a little right. bit more about the soft monkeys. You said that you create a different one for each type of cancer, and then what happens? People order them from you, and they can give them to a loved one, and how does how does it all work? Yeah. In fact, I I have two monkeys right now, and I have Nomo, and he is the all-cancer-fighting monkey. So he's like your generic monkey that will work for anyone and help them smack whatever cancer they have. Mm-hmm. And then um, the first custom monkey is Phoenix, and he is the lung cancer-fighting monkey. And, of course, in honor of my mom and the uh, community that she shared her life with as well. So I will be creating another custom monkey here pretty soon. I haven't quite decided the details of that yet. But, yes, people can go to uh, smackcancer.com, it's S-M-A-C-A-N-C-E-R.com, and and just order online. I'm also in the process of partnering with, uh, you know, different organizations who help patients with cancer or mm-hmm. hospitals who you know obviously give these out to their their cancer patients and so I'm really working on partnerships as well so I mean that anybody can order one online and it'll get sent out to them the big thing is is that it's all about giving mm-hmm. I mean sure you can definitely order one for yourself and that's great but I'm starting a uh, smack angel matching program where people can get on a list to receive a monkey and then People can get on the list to be a Smack Angel, and then I, I match them, match them up. And so the Smack Angel gifts that monkey to the person who has requested it. And so, and I it's love been, that. That's awesome. Oh, it's just been, I, well, I just started it not, well, I think it was like a month ago, and I, I, I really need to, um, right now I'm just doing it via Facebook and email. I don't have like the whole program mm-hmm. worked out, but it's been very, very, responsive. I mean, people want to know where their monkey's going and they love connecting with them. And it's just, it's, uh, like you said, it's, it's just a wonderful connection. And it's great to know that you are helping someone. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I hope to, I hope to expand on that and kind of really create and make a big program out of that. Waiting to create the next monkey and I'm getting my next order in hopefully next week, the next thousand coming in going well it really is I just feel you know as a one person band here and knowing what I need to do you know marketing PR wise and not being able to do that (laughs) (laughs) you're only one person it's like oh it almost it's almost worth knowing what you need to do and not it can't do it but you know I'm still I'm still at the stage where I'm spreading the word and letting people even know that these little guys exist and Mm so um so that's kind of where I'm at as well. Well, and it's a process. I mean, every entrepreneur yeah. knows that whatever we choose to do, it's always a process of learning new things, time passing, getting you know other connections, figuring out different avenues for support. So I, you know, I think that's great that you've shared that. I think the important thing to remind everyone: don't give up, especially when you're passionate about something and you know that it makes a difference, that it matters. There's just no reason to give up. Just find a way to balance and make it work for your life. Right, right, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's just—I literally had to tell myself that last Friday, and I just. I got away from my computer and I went to a coffee shop and I just wrote out 
everything that I needed to do, you know, I'm like, I need to create an advisory board. I need to create, you know, and build out this Smack Angel program. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I, I thought, no, I need to sit down and prioritize right. what I need to do because I obviously can't do them all at once. And, you know, remember what I need to do here. What, what What's the focus? Right. And what's going to get me there faster and more efficiently? You know, and it's just, it's it's easy to just get overwhelmed and get swallowed yes. by everything that needs to be done. So I'm I'm fighting that myself right now. I just had a little meeting with myself. <laughs> you, yourself, uh, and you. <laughs> yep, me, myself, and I. And uh, when I'm home, it's my cats and I, because I work from home, so they get to hear some of my brainstorming. But, uh, yeah, I just, it's, uh, I, I love the, I love the life. I love the that I'm doing what I know that I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Again, I know that that's not what everyone else is fortunate enough to know that, but you know what? I think everyone can find it. I really yes, do. I agree with you. I, I think that's so critical right now it's, with the world, the way it is. Just think about if we all figured out what our true purpose and calling was and then move towards doing that. And certainly when that purpose and calling is to help not just ourselves, but the world and the people around us, that would be amazing. It really would. And yeah. if money didn't matter at all, that would yes. be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be really, really amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, but yeah, I think that even if people, you know, can't afford to just quit their day job, you know, start it on the side as maybe a hobby. Right. Um, I mean, that's, That'll bring you joy as well if they're not already doing so. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Take the little baby steps. Do what you can because you never know when and how that will evolve for you. And I love, exactly. I just love everything that you've been sharing and your energy about it and just helping to encourage and inspire other people to do what's right for them and whatever their passion is. Can you share a little bit about, I'm sure you have lots, but do you have like maybe one or two stories of someone getting a smack monkey and how that affected them? Or I do. I, this week, this one just, it just melted my heart. There's this little girl, and her name is Angel, by the way, and she wanted to do something for her former teacher who has, I believe it's pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. And she just didn't know quite what to do. Well, it just so happened that I was friends on Facebook with, I didn't know this person, uh, the mom that I, that I um, connected with eventually. But it just all happened in one connection on Facebook in one day. And mm -hmm. when the woman said that she saw what I had, that I had the smack monkeys, she just said she just started crying Aww. and said, I need to give these to this teacher. And then that way, my daughter Angel will know that she is helping him. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we did, we sent it to the teacher and then we also surprised her, her mom and I surprised Angel with one of her own Aww. so that she could, you know, feel like she was a part of it. And right. she, there's a video on, on uh, my Facebook page and it shows her opening it up and, and um, it, it just, those kinds of things are just in my mind priceless because, you know, like you said, it, people feel helpless when, right. when others have cancer, there's really not a lot we can do mm -hmm. for them. And so, 
when there is something you can do and something that's tangible, I think that that, that really, really helps. Yes. It, I, it helps a lot. I totally agree. I really do. Um, I think that's something that can help everyone because being on the other side of it, when you're the family member, the parent, the spouse, it's so hard to feel that helpless and know sometimes that the outcome is definitely going to be death. And, you know, you just want to give somebody some little piece of your heart, some piece of hope and love and something. And so I think it's, I just love the whole concept and idea. And I love the story. I, I saw the video and I think that's awesome Aww. how that all <laughs> happened. And, and I think it's so empowering too. I mean, let's empower our kids to feel like they can do something and that small gestures right. matter, you know, that's a, a world changer too. So tell us a right. little bit before we wrap up about your mom. I, I really want to honor your mom in this interview. What was her name? And if you could tell us just a little bit about her. Oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. My mom's name was Leslie Lehrman and she was 69 when she passed. And I got to tell you, she, she fought this so gracefully mm. that it, it absolutely blew my mind. She she didn't complain much at all. And she, literally, my mom, my mom was one of those people that if something could go wrong in, you know, one in 10,000 people, it would be her. I mean, mm. it just, she was like a magnet for bad things happening to someone. But she just, you know, of course, I mean, she had her down days, of course. Mm. And... But she just, you know how people always say, be strong, be strong for the other, for the other person. Right. A lot of times when I would, when I'd fly out there, especially for, you know, some, some scans or something that we didn't think were going to come back very well. I'm like, okay, I got to take a deep breath and, and, you know, be strong for her. And really what happened when I would get there, my mom would totally put me at ease Mm -hmm. and make me feel stronger because she wasn't. She just, she wasn't um, a basket case, which is fine, even if people are. But I think what we end up finding is that the people who are dealing with it are actually a lot stronger than we give them credit for. Right. And so she, she just, she, she calmed me and made me stronger, really. It, you know, it, it's funny. I got to tell you one thing about her and, and, um, I found out that it stemmed clear back to her childhood days. But my mom, everything to my mom was her hair. Um, Mm -hmm. Her hair, she always worried about her hair. When I'd call my mom, no matter what, in that conversation, she would say, oh, my hair just looks awful or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she did become a cosmetologist at one point. And then she worked for America West Airlines when she moved out Phoenix. But her hair was always just such a big issue and when she had chemo and I was very worried how she was going to react Mm -hmm. when you know when she was going to lose her hair again it was completely the opposite of what I would have anticipated she said it just started falling out I was taking a shower and it hurt my head so I called her hairstylist to just take it off Mm. and she was fine I mean it just it just blew me away it really did Mm -hmm. and of course, part of her eulogy included comments about her hair, but a special comment that when we were with her for like the last three weeks or so, she uh, she changed her profile picture on Facebook 
and she said, I like, she wasn't able to speak very well. Um, mm-hmm. it had, it had gotten into her brain at that point, but she was pointing to that one and she was able to change her profile picture, but she, she changed it to one because she liked her hair in that picture. And she knew that that would be the last picture that she would probably be changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she also said, yeah, I mean, it was just incredible. And she, she also said that she was thinking about going back to blonde. Because she had let her hair, <laughs> she had let her hair just, you know, go gray, which looked awesome. She also said, you know, I think I might go back to dyeing it blonde. And so I, I, I told her when, when we were telling her goodbye, I just said, or I asked her, you know, are you, are you thinking about going blonde? And she just kind of smiled at me. <laughs> um, so it was, it was pretty special. That's um, neat. Then what a yeah. neat story. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. She oh, sounds absolutely. like an awesome woman. And of course, she had to have been awesome to raise you and to give you all the skills and talents and the heart that you have. So very cool way to continue her legacy and the story. Can you share once again, before we wrap up, where can people go to get their own Smack Monkey or help find out more about the organization or support you? Sure. The website is smackcancer.com. It doesn't have two C's in it, so it's just S-M-A-C-A-N-C-E-R, smackcancer.com. People can contact me. There's a way to do that on the website as well if they're interested in any kind of partnership, you know, anything like that. There's There are always ways to, to work those out and, and talk about and brainstorm, you know, because... We want to get these guys out there everywhere, right. and uh, that's my goal anyway. <laughs> I love that. That's a so, great goal. That's a great goal. Yes. Love it. Yes. So anyway, yeah, the website would probably be the, the best way to go for more information. Great. Jennifer, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk with me and for sharing your awesome story and the encouragement and inspiration to other entrepreneurs I love that you're being open and vulnerable and able to share so that other people can learn from your experience. Though it was tragic, there's so many beautiful things that have happened through it and from it, and I just wish you the best in your endeavors. Well, thank you. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity. I I really appreciate it, and um, I wish you the best as well. Thank you.